0: Going Linux, Episode 430, Listener Feedback. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy.
1: And I'm your co-host, Dill.
0: Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux.
1: We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and open source applications and using them to get things done.
0: If you want to send us feedback, you can email us at goinglinux@gmail.com, or send us a voicemail at 19044687889
1: in today's episode listener feedback
0: hello bill
1: hi larry
0: do i hear some happiness in your voice
1: happiness oh no it's yes you hear a lot of happiness
0: <laughs> how's that new job going that you got uh with the help of linux and open source software
1: i am So happy. This job is wonderful. I've had a great first full week. It's been awesome. Um, it's, I wish I'd have worked for them for many years, but, uh, it's a real pleasure. I'm happy. No stress. I get to go home when I'm done and no, and no one's calling me in the middle of the night. It's, it's, it's great. I actually get (laughs) lunches now. You know, it's, I don't know. You know, and weekends off, which, you know that's great too. I can actually, you know, do stuff. I actually went and saw a movie.
0: <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Well, uh, hey, I I hear that the uh, movie theaters were discounting their tickets this yesterday for three dollars or yes, something. Did yes. you take advantage of that? Yeah. I
1: did, and the reason I went and saw was uh, I I didn't get a chance because I was working for this other <clears throat> company, which will go unnamed and i wanted to go see this movie back then and i couldn't because of the job and so it was spider-man no way home
0: oh so
1: i went and saw it in one of the big screens and yeah it was good it was a real good movie
0: excellent
1: i even had popcorn it was great
0: Oh man, I can tell the difference in uh, your voice, and uh, yeah, well, congratulations! Oh, That's
1: thanks. Great. Hey, it's it's amazing what sleep will do, you know. And having a job that you're not stressed out all the time. So, thank you, Linux, for helping me get this awesome job. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I'm very happy, and um, so it's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The use of Linux and open source software can make you happy in your job, too. Hey, it made, it made Bill happy. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, we're not going to promise that simply using Linux and open source software will ensure that your job that you take is a uh, is going to make you happy. But uh, it can't make it any worse. That's for sure.
1: Well, uh, yeah. OK. <laughs> you know. It gets the Bill's seal of approval for happiness. So,
0: all know, right, I, I take that.
1: Yeah, for for my whole you know getting the job, filling out all I used Linux, and it it's worked great, and and uh, now I've got this awesome job. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, so use Linux; it will make you happy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The opinions of Bill are not necessarily (laughs) those of (laughs) the. You're wrong. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll take it. All right. Let's read some emails from some other happy people, shall we? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll get started with uh, some feedback from Troy, who asked about an application that we've mentioned in the past. He writes uh, quite a while back, you and Bill had an app pick for an open source app that replaced Synergy for sharing a mouse across multiple computers on a network. For the life of me, I cannot remember the name of that app. What was it? Can you refresh my memory? Do you remember, Bill? I use it every day, so it's easy Uh, for me to remember. Wasn't it Barrier? Barrier is exactly right. Ding, ding, ding. You win the prize. The, right. the prize is you get to continue to record this podcast. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Barrier is uh, the open source successor to Synergy, which, start, if I remember correctly, started off as open source. It's become proprietary. Um, and they've got quite a few more features. But before they went proprietary, uh, Barrier, Barrier was a fork. Of uh, the original synergy and continues to work great Um, and I like I said I use it every day to share my mouse and keyboard between at least two computers Uh, not just two screens for one computer but two actual computers so that if you move your mouse from one screen to another you're moving it from one computer to another controls the computer, the the uh, keyboard follows the mouse, and so you point the mouse at one screen, it's one computer, you point the mouse at the other screen, now you're in complete control of the other computer. And it works cross-platforms, so whether it's Windows or Mac or Linux, it all works. And as far as I know, it's available in multiple packages, for any distribution. So I know there's a Deb package. I know there's a flat pack. I know there's a snap, but I'm assuming there's also a, uh, an RPM for those of you using, um, uh, redhead package management format. And, uh, I'm sure there are others as well. So just check your repositories if you're looking for something to do that. And the name of it is barrier and kind of ironic because with this, there are no barriers between your computer. <laughs> There you
1: go. All right. So our next email comes from David, who commented on episode 427. He writes, a nice episode, Larry and Bill. I was a fan of this show when you had Tom a long time ago. As a seasoned Linux user, I love LVMs and Lux. I think it's how they say it. But Lux encryption for my whole drive. Lux is a good option for laptops if you take it outdoors. Uh, if it gets lost or stolen, the data, data is safe and secure from prying eyes. Keep up the great work, guys. Maybe you can do a Lux encryption episode one
0: day. Cheers. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can. I've never used Lux, but we experiment with stuff all the time. So maybe we can try it out, see how it works, and uh, do an episode on uh, yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that- might work you know i'll try anything once
0: (laughs) yep all right hey thanks for the suggestion david yeah thanks all right jason wrote us saying hello larry and bill i really enjoy your podcast i began using linux as a daily driver a couple of months ago when the windows 11 upgrade was more than my poor little budget laptop could handle Since then, I have tried multiple distros and read, listen, and watch more Linux-related content than I care to admit. (laughs) I'm afraid that now I'm struggling from analysis paralysis. Which one do I use? Debian Stable doesn't support my wireless chipset. The testing branch is either the greatest or the worst, depending on the website you're reading. I have tried Ubuntu and Ubuntu derivatives like Mint, which seem all right, but why not just use Debian? Pop OS was neat, but not the biggest fan of the, the GNOME desktop environment. DNF Package Manager seems to be better than apt, but Fedora isn't exactly developed for the average home user and has limited package support when compared to Debian based distros. Ugh! <laughs> it goes on and on. I imagine that the majority of this is simply personal taste, opinion, or simply doesn't really matter. But I am too new to know the difference, and I am tired of the massive amounts of misleading and sometimes contradictory information just to choose one operating system to run an office suite, put together family home videos, and do some very limited gaming. You two seem to be knowledgeable, stable, and pretty even-keeled at least in your podcast. I am not asking you to make a decision for me, and I know this probably sounds like a silly noob question, but could you please speak a little Linux veteran common sense into this for me? I am almost ready to give up and buy a Mac. That's a joke. I like Apple less than Microsoft. Thank you very much in advance, Jason.
1: Ooh, ooh, can I answer this one?
0: You go right ahead. I think we're going to agree on this.
1: Okay, first off, there's no stupid questions, and here's what I recommend: Ubuntu Mate. Uh, here's the reason why: Why use something that doesn't support your wireless chipset? Ubuntu Mate will ninety-nine percent of the time. Uh, Debian Stable is great. Uh it's where everything you know. It's like a, the granddaddy of them all. Or one of the granddaddies just go with what works Ubuntu Mate because it's you it has that desktop switching feature. You will be able to test out the different ones and set to how you like. You know, when you get more experience you can play with desktops all you want, but this is built in so it would help. Ubuntu Mate also has about everything has everything you'll need to do what you just said you wanted to do with your computer. So yeah, I would suggest Ubuntu Mate as your starting point. You don't have to stay on it. You know, Linux is free. You can download something new when if you want to find something more um, uh, advanced. But if you just want to use Linux to get things done, Ubuntu Mate you can't go wrong with that one.
0: Okay very specific recommendation, and I agree. Um, and here's why. Debian is a great distribution. It is the, um, the source of many of the derivatives, like Mint, uh, PopOS, Ubuntu, Ubuntu Mate, and many, many more. Um, however, Uh, A couple of disadvantages, some would say advantages to using Debian, but disadvantages for somebody in your situation, new to Linux, trying to understand why things don't work. A disadvantage of Debian is that they subscribe to the free software philosophy. Not free as in beer, you know, free beer, but rather free as in freedom. There's a whole philosophy... That you should probably read up on behind Linux and free software in general. Wikipedia has some good information on that. We have some information on it on our website as well. And one of the things that the free software philosophy doesn't let distributions like Debian do is supply proprietary software by default. What that really means is. You don't get MP3 uh, audio support out of the box. You don't get wireless chipset support out of the box if the only support for that wireless chipset is software that is not free, or in other words, proprietary. So... You, as a brand new user to Linux, you're going to be very frustrated trying to use something like Debian. Once you get your feet wet with Linux, you can delve into the world of Debian, give it a try. So we do not recommend something like Debian. Uh, you're quite right on Fedora. Uh, it is a fantastic Linux distribution, but it isn't geared to the new user. You've already tried Mint and OS, which would have been my other two distribution recommendations for somebody new, other than Ubuntu Mate. But you've found some limitations there, and quite frankly, you'll probably find some limitations with Ubuntu Mate as well. But in our experience, both Bill's and mine, Ubuntu MATE is the the single Linux distribution that comes the closest to having everything work out of the box in most cases for most new users to Linux. And so we rely quite heavily on it. And since you're new to Linux, I will let you know that although Ubuntu uses the GNOME desktop and you've got some frustrations with that, Ubuntu MATE uses the MATE desktop. And the Ubuntu MATE team has done quite a bit of uh, development on the MATE desktop itself. In fact, some of the Ubuntu MATE team members are also team members of the MATE project. And so there's a lot of cross-knowledge there going on. But using the MATE desktop allows some flexibility that the GNOME desktop does not, or that XFCE does not, or some of the other desktops, especially with the tweaks and tools that the Ubuntu MATE team has provided. Now, Mint has done the same thing with their distribution, and they have developed some very specific tools for that, as has Pop OS, And so all three of these are embarking on a similar path where they take the basic Debian, they take the basic Ubuntu that's derived from that, and they develop their distribution with some additional features. Um, not always just for new users, but also for experienced users. But their goal is to make the, their particular distribution work better for most people under most circumstances and it's my opinion and i think bill agrees with me that ubuntu mate at this point in time has done the best i have used mint in the past as my daily driver because at one point in time they were the best but today i think ubuntu mate is the best for new users to linux and as bill has just said if you just want to get things done And you don't want to have the operating system dictate the way you use it. You want to be able to use the software the way you want to use it. Ubuntu Mate provides you that and the most flexibility to get that done without getting in your way of the simple stuff like making your wireless card work, things like that. So anything further to add, Bill?
1: I think Ubuntu Mate is the perfect uh, distro for new users and uh, veteran u- uh, users like I've tested a lot of um, of distributions and I uh, like some more than others but it's kind of funny Larry is when I need to get work done <laughs> I use a bunch of mate so <laughs> yeah uh, yep. it, it's I I've had a bunch of mate running for years on and off uh I have it now pretty much permanently on one of my machines just because I constantly try out new stuff and I can't afford to keep losing files so my Ubuntu Mate machine does uh, run my day-to-day life uh, Linux wise so yeah it's rock solid um my desktop looks completely different from Larry's because I uh, like a different kind of layout, but it's built in. So I don't have to do it myself. Uh, I, you know, I just go and select what I want, you know, tweak it a little bit for colors or background and it's ready to go. So that's what I like about it. And it really works well.
0: It's reliable. It's dependable. And for a new user, it gets out of the way of you getting your work done. So That's why we recommend it.
1: Gets my seal of approval, that's for sure.
0: Yep, there you go.
1: So, hey, Jason, thanks very much. Let us know how how that goes if you decide to try Ubuntu Mate. And uh, I do have one other little pro tip for you. Uh, When you first boot it up, uh, after you've installed it, it's going to come up with a... uh, What do they call it, Larry? I call it the, the... Get to know the tour type thing. You know, let's set up right. your yeah.
0: It called? It's called the Ubuntu Mate Welcome application.
1: Yeah. So, don't skip that. Do the steps. It's not very long, but it will show you where a lot of stuff is, and it will help you get things set up. Uh, so, definitely use that help screen. And once you've got it set up, there's a little checkbox that says, you know, show uh, show this at startup just uncheck it and it'll be gone but if you go if you follow those steps that is very beneficial yep
0: yeah. and in fact i just finished writing an article for our website and we may do a an episode on this um, it's entitled do these four things to begin using linux on your computer in record time and the very first recommendation after installing Ubuntu Mate is to get the latest security and drivers, which is true for any operating system. But then the key thing that you want to do is use the welcome application to walk you through the initial steps of getting things set the way you want them to be set when you first use the system. So I will include a link to that new article in the show notes, and we'll uh, make that available for everybody to take a look at. And literally, this helps you in four easy steps to install the app, walk through the welcome screen, and then because Linux, most Linux distributions come pre-installed with most software that most people need to use, you can be literally up and running in a few minutes with an operating system that includes applications for doing everything the average computer user needs to use. There's an internet browser. You can choose from up to six others with one-click installations. You have an email suite that includes not just email, but contacts and calendar apps. An office suite, of course, LibreOffice. Um, even a scanning app in case you use a standalone scanner or your printer has a scanner built into it. Um, you can play music right out of the box with Rhythmbox, organize your photos, play uh, additional media including videos. There's a built in user's manual. There are security apps including backups and firewalls and automated software updating. Um, assistive technology if you're a person who needs assistive technology. Uh, There's a screen reader, onboard uh, screen keyboard, a screen magnifier, and a lot more that all you have to do is essentially click a checkbox to begin using it immediately. Just enable it. You can create and read PDF files if you want, uh, support for Bluetooth, uh, Wi-Fi, laptop battery monitoring, and you can stream audio and video services. Uh, you can support high-resolution screens and multiple monitors, all right out of the box with Ubuntu Mate. And the, welcome, and the Welcome app helps you walk through all of that. And most of it, if not all of it, is already set up, ready to go, without you having to do anything.
1: And And to be fair, if you choose a different Linux distribution, most of them do a pretty good job, especially in the Ubuntu family. Uh, but uh, I, I just think that Ubuntu Mate has taken those extra steps and polished to make it a little easier. I'm not saying there's not uh, some others. I can think of some other great starter distributions that would work well too. But for for your first experience, uh, just to get your feet wet, get things done, you really can't go wrong with Ubuntu Mate. And uh, I'd be interested to hear how it went if you decide to go that route.
0: Thanks for the email, Jason.
1: Thanks, Jason. And uh, good luck. So our next one comes from Salvin, who shares his experience as a new Linux user. Hi, Larry and Bill. Here's a brief story of my Linux adventure, which began in January this year. It all started with my two kids being homeschooled due to the pandemic and two crappy laptops. I needed to revive these machines in order to get some work done. A colleague of mine suggested to install Linux. Although I'd been playing with computers since the dial-up modem, never in my life had I laid eyes upon a Linux distribution. There I was Googling and about one hour later booting in a live usb of linux mint cinnamon i was also able to get via flatpacks microsoft teams for my kids remote classroom this was awesome all by myself with some googling here and there i was also impressed with the quality and abundance of solutions found in various linux forms I didn't know much at the time, and I should have installed the XFCE version of Mint instead of the Cinnamon. The 2010 laptop has been reformatted since then with Zorin Light Educational, and my kids love it. Then came my challenge. I have a Potato Netbook, an Asus E200HA Atom H- a, processor 4 gigabytes of RAM and a small 32 gigabyte eMMC storage which is not upgradable this is my go-to anywhere laptop and it it came with Windows 10 originally installed and I was only left with 5 gigabytes of remaining hard drive space but within a year I was left with nothing and I had to use System cleaning tool on a daily basis. Some big Microsoft update would not even install. I reinstalled Windows 10 from a freshly downloaded ISO, and this included some update in the build as well. I was left after install with less than one gigabyte. Ouch! Choosing a proper distribution for this very underpowered machine was tough, and I quickly f- faced audio problems. Basically, anything based on Ubuntu would lead to no audio at all or a glitchy sound system. Ubuntu, Kubuntu, Zorin, Mint, Pop! OS, Elementary. Since it's so long, we kind of broke this one up.
0: Yeah. So, he continues. Finally, independent distros like Solus worked out of the box. Same for MX Linux and Bodhi. I learned a lot by installing all of these OSs in a month. However... This also gave me the distro hopping fever, and I eventually fell into the Arch rabbit hole. Arch being bleeding edge, I had never experienced audio problem. I am currently typing this on ArchCraft, a beautifully crafted Arch distro made only with window managers. OpenBox is the default window manager alongside it, BSPWM. I'm not exactly sure bsp window manager obviously but I don't know what that is or haven't used it so I'll have to look that up he continues and many more can be downloaded from the distro hub all pre-configured and well integrated after a fresh startup in Archcraft my RAM usage is around 330 megabytes just wow also worthy of a mention I'm Reusing my 2008 HP Mini 1000 netbook in my workshop. This is a 32-bit system with the small Intel Atom processor series. I tested a few 32-bit Linux distributions: Debian, MX Linux, Bodhi, Elive, and I finally got to choose Bunsen Labs. Uh, Elegant, fast, and snappy. I think if you try hard enough, you can install Bunsen Labs on a piece of two by four (laughs) quite a journey my friends from zero to arch plus windows managers in seven months i'm not a programmer of any sort but i'm giving back to the linux community in my own way by reviving friends and neighbors old computers and laptops and showing them how easy to start navigating in the linux environment thanks to you bill and larry for your time and dedication to teach and share your adventures into the awesome world of Linux, Sylvan from Montreal, all right, thank you, Sylvan. What a success story you've had all in seven months too
1: yeah that's that's impressive and uh, as someone who has has and had the distro hopping um, <laughs> bug. Uh, it's a common joke uh, on the podcast that uh, which Linux am I running this week? Um, <laughs> yeah, the Arch is a, a fine uh, choice. There's really no bad choices. There's, uh, there might be uh, better choices, but sounds like the Arch is working for you. I like Manjaro. It, works, it worked well for me when I was running it. So whatever Linux helps you get your stuff done, I, I say uh, go for it. Um, that's the, one of the nicest things about open source. There's plenty of options.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like you've explored a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, he has. From zero to uh, Arts. helping people adopt <laughs> in yeah. seven months. That's amazing.
1: That's awesome. So, yeah, welcome uh, to the wonderful adventure that <laughs> open source and Linux can bring you because there's still more. <laughs> so, good luck and let us know how you're doing.
0: Yes, you're interested in hearing. Yeah.
1: So, our next email comes from Carl and he wrote, Hi. I hope you are doing well. I'm super excited. They were all caps. On on this Saturday, to report that I picked up an old MacBook Pro and I'm busy uh, loading Ubuntu Mate, the latest podcasts on how to get started, have inspired. And now I get to take a deeper look at Ubuntu Mate. Thank you for the inspiration thank you carl and uh again uh let us know how uh, that works for you and uh you made a good choice that usually the mac hardware is pretty compatible with a lot of linux i know some of the new ones with the new chips might be uh uh, more difficult i don't know if they're still working on that but uh the older ones oh
0: yeah they are oh
1: they are oh great Mm -hmm. but the old uh MacBooks, yeah, they have always had a high compatibility because of uh, uh, the uh, OSX's BSD roots.
0: Yes, exactly. And I actually wrote back to Carl to be careful with things like Wi-Fi on the Mac. Sometimes uh, that getting that running is a little bit finicky, uh, specifically on the Mac because of the chips that they re- use. And there are some power management things you need to be aware of but a lot of googling will help you in in working around that but carl did give us a little feedback he said the dual boot installation went great i have not experienced any issues so far this as with your co-host may convert me to mate from pop os either way i really need to practice my linux command line kung fu (laughs) <laughs> All right, Carl, keep us informed. Yeah, Sounds thanks, like Carl. You're going off the deep end here, too. That's <laughs> great. A lot of success stories. We're
1: enablers, apparently.
0: Well, apparently we are. and <laughs> That's the best kind prou- of enabler. We're proud of that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: I am so happy that these uh, these uh, guys are having, uh, guys and gals, but uh, are having success with Linux and uh, excited. It's good to see.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely all right uh, david wrote about his experience with pop os speaking of pop i recently installed yet another variation of linux this one being pop os i did not like it at all i think it is meant for system 76 new hardware only when i installed it on my laptop it was very quirky and then the software installer i think was called Eddy or something like that and It did not work well at all. While the overall interface was very nice and refreshing, I found it frustrating to work with. I liked some of the intuitiveness of it, but overall, just a bad experience. I tried installing Synaptic Package Manager and could not even install that. After giving up, I knew I had to wipe it off my system and install something else. I could either go back to old reliable Ubuntu Mate or try something different. After listening to Bill talk about Linux Mint on the podcast, where he did his job researching using Linux, I downloaded and installed the latest version of Linux Mint Cinnamon, Ubuntu Jammy. All I can say is wow, very nice. Very modern looking. Everything just works. Mate excellent, but I think I will stick with this for a while. I have found no Linux distribution is perfect, but I need to stick with this. Downloading and trying out new versions, too easy. Gotta stop. I'll <laughs> leave that to you guys, especially Bill. Enjoying your shows, I really like the way you set an objective for an episode and get right to it. Keep up the good work, David. Well, somebody else who is uh, starting off with Linux or has started off with Linux and now is branching out into other things. Uh, Sorry, Pop! OS didn't meet your requirements, but hey, that's why there are so many choices. You can pick one that fits your work style.
1: Yeah, if you're comfortable with the interface, then you can make it work. And, uh, I just want to point out that some people know about it. Some people don't, some are easier to do than others, but if you get, you know, you don't have to switch your Linux base to switch your desktop. You can, yeah, you can, you continue using the same Linux base and just customize your laptop. There's, um, there's, if you Google on how to switch your desktop, someone has done it somewhere, and we can, and usually they give it a step by step. So, by all means, you don't have to go to an uh, another Linux base. And I'm using base as an example, is you know the Linux under Ubuntu, Mate, and Linux Mint basically are the same. The what's what you're seeing is a lot of what's the developers have added on top, and that's what usually makes a difference. Linux uh, Mint is a great distribution uh, for easy use, and people love it. And so, yeah, I think uh, you'll be happy uh, with, uh, with your choice. And just remember, as you become more experienced, you can play with this kind of stuff and uh, really get, tweak it to how you like it.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so you can start with Linux Mint, let's say, Mint Cinnamon, And you can install the Mate desktop uh, and replace the Cinnamon desktop on there if you want to go that route. One of the disadvantages, and this isn't necessarily just for Linux Mint, this is for switching desktops on any Linux. When you switch desktop environments, which is what we're talking about here, Cinnamon or Mate or um, uh, Gnome, that kind of thing if you go through the steps of just installing the packages for mate on something that runs gnome or something that runs cinnamon out of the box, you're likely to get just the basic mate desktop environment without all the tweaks that the distribution makes to make it look better, you know, to round off the corners of windows or provide consistency of icons across the entire, uh, theme, that kind of thing. So just be aware that you can try out a new desktop without having to change the, as Bill puts it, the base distribution that you're using. But you may not be getting the full advantage of what that distribution has done in supplying the desktop that you want to use as part of the flavor that you may install afterwards once you've given it a try. Uh, And that, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like to recommend Ubuntu Mate is because it uses the Mate desktop for everything. However, in Ubuntu Mate, you can change what Ubuntu Mate calls the panel layout. And by changing the panel layout, you're still using Mate, but you're changing the way the desktop actually looks so that uh, it may use the traditional Um, or familiar top menu bar and bottom icon bar that shows you the running applications and the various desktops that you may have open. Um, And you can switch that to something that looks more like what you might find on a Mac with menus at the top and an icon bar or dock at the bottom that shows you the running applications in uh, bouncing icons and that sort of thing. Or you can choose a panel layout that looks more like uh, some of the old Unity uh, desktops that you could get on Ubuntu with an icon panel, a fixed icon panel down the left-hand side and menus at the top. Uh, Or you can switch it so that it only has menus at the top or it's more like windows with just menus and a start button and that sort of thing at the bottom and you only have one panel at the bottom and the top of your desktop is clear lots of changes you can make to the way the desktop looks and operates without having to uh... install anything it's all just in the ubuntu mate tweak application click on panels and you can choose from the various panel layouts there and find one that meets with your uh, work style and your workflow and uh, again another reason for recommending Ubuntu Mate you can do a lot of this without having to Google's search for replacing desktop environments, and then try to understand what's the difference between a desktop environment and a window manager, and uh, all these other terms. Exactly. For a new user, can just add to the confusion.
1: So good luck with that, and uh, uh, let us know how you go, how that goes with you too. Uh, this is this is awesome having so many people trying different stuff. Yep. So our next email comes from Lehman who wrote about a show idea in a request. He writes, Gents, great show as always. I've been a listener for five or six years, maybe more. Time flies. An idea for a show. I'm a keyboarder and I usually update through the terminal. When I do that, I always get a big list of files that are updated. I always hit yes to update them and have... Never had a problem, trusting that Linux, the Linux gods know what's best. But it would be interesting to know what the individual files are and what's happening when I do the update. I always do sudo apt auto remove to clear out my boot partition, but that might be uh, something interesting to cover. A small request, could you use feature limited rather than crippled when discussing software or applications that have features missing? Both of you described the free office as crippled, and as a person with a mobility impairment, I found it jarring. I also taught over 600 girls how to play lacrosse, have worked full-time my whole life, raised two kids to be successful adults and i'm currently rebuilding a small deck on my house all from my wheelchair i hardly consider myself crippled thanks and 73
0: yeah so uh, thanks for calling us out on using the term crippled we certainly didn't mean any offense and we can certainly use an alternative term Uh, Of course, what we were referring to is intentionally uh, limiting the features or the capabilities of features of software and that intentional disablement of the feature by the developer of the software in order to get you to purchase their more full-featured version. So we'll be a little more careful On our use of terms going forward. Uh, And we can use feature limited or intentionally disabled features or something more along the lines of that so that we're not uh, using offensive terms.
1: We uh, do not mean any um, derogatory against uh, people with disabilities. Uh, I think we've used that term for so many years because we always, when something is. uh, artificially limited, <laughs> uh, we call it, We would call it crippled. But yes, a feature limited does sound uh, a little bit uh, more descriptive of the problem. So thank you yep. for calling us out on that.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and the English language changes over time. And yeah, we, we need to adapt to the current use of the terms. And although the term disabled is used routinely to talk about both disabled people as well as intentionally disabling features of software. Uh, If and when the term disabled becomes offensive to people, we'll stop using that as well and use some more roundabout terms to describe what we're using rather than a single word. Uh, Or use whatever the new word is for you know, describing what we're trying to achieve. But continue to call us out on those things so that we're aware that we're using terms that we should not be using in 2022. Thanks.
1: Yeah, we don't want to uh, unknowingly um, make anybody uh, uncomfortable with the terminology we use. So thank you.
0: All right. I think that is it. Bill, we've had a lot of people talking about adopting Linux for the first time and uh, beginning to use Linux and Carl calling out that he has uh, found our uh, episodes on learning to use Linux for the first time and adopting Linux and getting started with Linux. That was your idea to take that and thank you for that it seems like this has become a very popular series of episodes so we'll keep going with that
1: yeah awesome I'm glad that uh, people are finding it useful Uh, I've uh, I enjoyed making them and uh, I think uh, we have discussed off air that this is the kind of direction that we want to get back to our roots Um, and so yeah i'm glad it's helping people and i'm really excited to see all everybody uh in that sent us feedback uh that are having successes and uh with uh open source and linux to get their stuff done
0: yeah absolutely okay well um is our next episode do you think going to be the next step in our series on getting started with linux
1: I think I can arrange that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. So that will be our next episode.
1: Yes. So, yes, uh, if you have any show ideas of what you'd like to hear, uh, you know, tutorial-wise or just, you know, how to get something done, please uh, drop us feedback. We do take suggestions.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, So our next episode will be the next part of our series on getting started with Linux.
1: And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining discussion in our Going Linux podcast community on community.goinglinux.com.
0: Until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We provide the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. The music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.